Hey, 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 everyone. It's Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Curing Dots, where we bring you all this health and wellness info, get you empowered so you can make the best decision for your health. We also have a special segment called Your Curing Docs, Docs Who Cares, who docs from all over the world are coming on, giving you health and wellness tips, info, Biggest part is that they're going to leave their information so you can get in contact with them if you'd like to be part of their treatment team or if you would like for them to treat you, right? Today, I have the honor, the pleasure of bringing on one of my oldest and dearest friends. So I'll tell you that Dr. Allen and I have known each other for almost 40 years, and we're not that far above 40. That's how, you know, it's like lifelong friendship all the way from J.A., that's Jamaica, The Rock, Jam Rock, right here to the United States. So we've known each other for this entire time. I'm going to give you a little bit of background about Dr. Allen, and then I'm going to bring him on, and he's going to let you know all about himself and all about what he does, right? So Dr. Edie Allen is a graduate from the University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey, New Jersey Medical School. Shout out to all our NJMS peeps. Woo! Right. That's right. <laughs> and he also did his residency at Duke University Medical Center, where he did a residency in anesthesiology. You'll find out what that means in case you've never heard of this before, right? Then he did a fellowship at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. He did a pediatric anesthesiology fellowship. After that, he was like, I, I'm not done. Then he went and got board certified in pain management, where now he is the founder, CEO, and medical director of the Pain Relief Center of Georgia. So from JA to GA, he's represented it all. So let's give a warm welcome to Dr. Edie Allen. <laughs> That's right, from yard to broad. Dr. Allen, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on any wonderful program. Enjoy it. Yes, yes, yes. So we put out this big word out there. We said that you're an anesthesiologist and you specialize in pain management. So people are like, hmm, what? So give us a little background about what you do and what made you decide to do pain management. Absolutely. Um, you know, anesthesia is, um, you know, all times people interact with anesthesiologists, usually during the preoperative period when they are um, doing surgeries for whatever surgeries you can think of, there's an anesthesiologist involved um, along the way. And um, basically what we do is make the surgery um, safer and more tolerable, meaning that we monitor vital signs, ensure that you're doing well throughout the procedure, uh, make sure that you're not um, feeling or conscious during that um, time. You know, that's usually a lot of people's fear that they'll be conscious and aware that something is happening to them. Um, and we're in charge of making sure that goes um, well and that, you know, you are able to have um, a good, a safe surgery. Other things that we have done also is to reduce your risk associated with such surgery. Um, you know, we're part of the perioperative team that decides, you know, whether or not this surgery is a safe thing for you based on your comorbidities, uh, which is a crucial thing. We're typically in the background. Uh, we could do our job well. You just think magic happened and then that's it. But that's, that's true, really right? part of what we do. Yeah. People are like, oh, wait a minute. Did I have I had another doctor? They're not right. aware that you guys are the magic behind all of this. Everyone sees the right. surgeon. Oh, thank you so much. Right. But who kept you safe during this whole period? The anesthesiologist. Right. 
yes, we're, we're, we're just as Mr. Person and that's what we do. I'm just to ensure that everything goes well. And we create an environment which certainly can do what they need to do Absolutely. for you because that is the reason why you're there. But I mean, we're a crucial part of that process. Um, you, know, you know, in terms of um, pain management, pain management um, comes into play after um, a certain period of time in terms of like what happens um, beyond the perioperative um, period or when you're hurting for various reasons which we can get into what happens, who helps you. And again, that is where anesthesiology comes in. Um, you know, there are other subspecialty um, specialists who participate in pain management, but typically it's an anesthesiologist who has had some um, training and expertise in chronic pain management. And that's where, where I come in. Okay. So what is it that brought you to that point? It says, you know what? I want to help people beyond just in the operating room. I want to help them outside. And I'm going to go and do this through pain management specialty. What made you decide that? Absolutely. Well, you know, I enjoyed the physiology of um, the human body. Um, you know, as you um, alluded to before, I've had experiences from a uh, 500 grammar to, uh, you know, um, someone who's in their hundreds, taking mm -hmm. care of them and doing the various things. Um, pain management is a little bit different. You know, it's, it's, it's something that has, it is multifaceted. And, and it's usually not really a one-time goal fix kind of situation in terms of um, the impact it has on someone's life. There's various components of it. Um, of course, there's a, the physical in terms of what is wrong um, with the, the person physically, but there's also an emotional and economic toll on them and on the society. And that's where we come in to um, try to make a difference. What drove me to um, do pain? I always enjoyed it. Um, during my rotations at Duke University in um, North Carolina, I, I enjoyed pain a lot. Um, it was a toss-up between that and pediatrics. Um, you know, I enjoyed the autonomy of pain. <laughs> I decided to do both. Absolutely, absolutely. I decided to do both, and it was, it's a it's a it's a wonderful decision. Um, it gives me the opportunity to care for patients, for patients to recognize the impact I have on their life. Um, which is one of the, um, the good and bad things about a perioperative setting, that you do some miraculous things. Someone comes in with a trauma, as you know, being an emergency physician. Um, you know, when they make it to the um, operating room, they just have no idea what happened because, again, they're not doing too well. But it's an opportunity to have a, uh, for the patients to have a face that goes along with their relief and someone who's trying to make a difference in their life. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're glad that you've decided that because I know you're making a difference in a lot of people's lives, especially there in Georgia. Now, a lot of people, when they hear pain, they just think it's one-sided and they're not aware that it's such a multifaceted type of um, multidimensional and dynamic thing. So explain to people the different types of pain that exist and how the different pain leads to different treatments. Absolutely. Um, I'll try to break it down in layman's term um, for our audience um, mm -hmm. in terms of um, the, the types of pain depends on the cause of pain. Um, mm -hmm. For example, you know, you break your leg, you know, you, you anticipate that should be a painful experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, it will be a nociceptive pain. Um, other types of pain involve your body itself attacking its own um, system. For example, in um, inflammatory mediated pain, such as rheumatoid arthritis, that's one. There's also neuropathic pain. For example, someone with diabetic neuropathy, mm -hmm. um, you know, the nerves aren't just carrying the signals appropriately. You know, everything happens. A simple touch can be perceived as pain. And there's also pain that is hard to define. You know, you just know it hurts. Um, for some patients, that might be fibromyalgia. 
um, you know, and of course there's a psychological portion because unfortunately, um, some of our patients have been through some traumatic events and for that reason, they're hurting all the time with, with no physical cause, um, mm -hmm. such as childhood trauma, you know, um, sexual assault, um, PTSD, you know, um, you know, we've had veterans like myself who have returned and, you know, their, their pain is beyond what the physical indication would be. So there are various um, causes of pain and, um, you know, that, that, that requires different um, expertise in order to address those um, areas appropriately. Wow, wonderful. And that's so important to know that you have the pain that you can physically see, but there are also additional pains. We've heard of the patients with the diabetic neuropathy and, you know, right. describing their pins and needles. And then there are other pains, as you mentioned, that are pain that are beyond um, the physical realm, which is pain that um, attaches to the emotional aspect of things. Right with trauma, post-traumatic stress. So with all of that, wow, this is a lot right. even more than even I, as an ER doctor, recognizes what the pain management does. So this is so interesting to me. Can imagine to my right. audience. So now when we're hearing this, what are some of the different ways that you treat um, these pain? Absolutely. Um, you know, well, before I even get into that, I want to dispel some of uh, the misconceptions that uh, the public has about pain management. Absolutely. You know, for a lot of people, they think it's an association only with narcotics. Mm -hmm. um, and that anyone who seeks the help of a pain management doctor just wants narcotics. And I don't find that to be true. And I, and I don't think studies show that to be true. Um, mm -hmm. Most of our patients, if not 95 to 99% of our patients, have a legitimate concern or experience that requires our intervention. Mm -hmm. Now, sure, there are times that we use narcotics to help with the pain. Um, it depends on what the pain and cause is and what's a long-term step. Is it a step um, in order to alleviate the person's pain until surgery can be done? Um, mm -hmm. In most cases, in a lot of cases, surgery is not the answer um, to what, what is going on. Um, you know, for example, um, osteoarthritic pain in the, in the lower back, um, you know, it's typical that someone with pain in the lower back has a pain that goes across their back into their butt cheek and their hips. Um, that's usually axial pain or related to the facet joints. And um, it's an inflammatory um, situation. And there are many factors nowadays that um, says that, you know, we as a population may be susceptible to it. For example, um, you know, being overweight, Mm -hmm. um, smoking and some of these other things. So we do a lot of times, we spend a lot of time talking about those things. Mm -hmm. In our initial assessment um, for of the patient is a psychological assessment that's done. Um, we do um, a, um, a SOAP and ORTs, which are different ways of assessing risk and the, you know, the, the what pain matters more. Sometimes mm -hmm. um, for some patients, it's uh, like you spoke about, it's, it's an emotional response. So they usually smoke too because when they're stressed and uh, the pain increases because they're aching and this pain that's just killing them. And they're like, well, it's a cycle, exactly. Uh, so we assess and we see if do we need to do um, things that um, suggest behavioral changes. Um, the common things that we do are um, uh, refer to physical therapy in terms mm -hmm. of um, giving the patients a chance, the, body's, the patient's body a chance to heal itself. You know, some muscles may be overactive some muscles may be underactive and they may need to have um, some physiotherapy uh, 
therapeutic um, approach to that. And, you know, of course, a lot of times that's not sufficient, but that's always a very crucial and helpful step. And for some patients, they prefer chiropractic care, and we're okay with that too. Um, but those are usually steps that we say, hey, exercise, you know, make the lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. And of course, we start with um, medicines a lot of times. For example, um, anti-inflammatories, which is a key part if, they're, it's, if it's indicated and if it's, it's not contraindicated, we um, suggest that, um, you know, and then we try other, so that's usually for the inflammatory process. For other things that like neuropathic um, pain, we usually do other um, um, medicines that are more geared towards treating that. For example, um, gabapentin, um, pregabalin or Lyrica, as you may know it, um, and some of these other medicines that we use. And in some cases, when there's a psychological and a neuropathic component depending, for example, um, duloxetine, um, or Cymbalta as an indication for, um, you know, diabetic neuropathy as well as fibromyalgia and chronic pain. And we may try to do uh, many birds with one stone uh, if possible. Wonderful. Then, of course, there's a narcotics component if necessary. Absolutely. So now you have a, a plan where, you know, the patients are coming in and then they're realizing that this is a lifestyle combo approach. It's not just a you enter, here's a pain medicine, I'll see you. You know, in the, the care that's given by you and by your center, it's a, a whole approach to the patient, your lifestyle and how that attributes to your pain and how can right. we intervene in trying to help. So now you've done all of these steps and the patient is still not having any relief, I know that there are additional ways that um, you can treat um, the pain. So patients think that, you know, I come in, I have low back pain, I'm just gonna get a neurostimulator because I saw that someone else had a neurostimulator. And we're like, right. <laughs> so, right. you know, let's go through the different processes to one, even getting a neurostimulator. And what- Absolutely. <laughs> You know, absolutely. We, we have had a, a we, we get that all the time. You know, mm -hmm. um, my back hurts, my cousin's back hurts. It must be the same pain. Uh -huh. It must be the same cause of the pain, mm -hmm. and the treatment must be the same because my cousin said, cousin. or, you yes. know, a, a lot of times we, we have to, we do give value to that because that is someone you know and trust. Mm -hmm. However, we have to make sure that um, we explain things um, in terms of making the public aware of what is going on, what, what may be um different between the two scenarios because a back pain is not a back pain which is not always a back pain you know it may be other things for example their sacroiliac joint or the hip can refer to the back uh, um you know and there can be other musculoskeletal issues going on beyond the um the, the facet joints um so one of the things that we um we do when you come to see we're pretty thorough um and that's uh, that's well known the examination, we do a, a proper history and physical from head to toe. Mm -hmm. um, because, we, we're, you know, sometimes patients may be complaining of the back and the back is killing them. But there are other things that is also killing them, but not as bad as the back. And they may be connected. Right. You know, for example, um, when we talk about diabetes um, mm -hmm. and so on, you know, those may be some cases in which um, they have some um, uh, neuropathy and they're like, hey, you know, I have a burn in my feet. And um, the body also may have back pain from the back, which is completely different. So some of the, those are some of the things that we have to flesh out during that time. Mm -hmm. And we ask questions like, hey, what's your last A1C? Because if you tell us 13, then we know that, well, something's, something's on the whack. Something's not in, under control. <laughs> right, right. You know, but 
but sometimes I rejoice when they tell me 13 because at least they know what I'm talking about because right. sometimes they have no clue what an A1C is like. What is what? You mm -hmm. know, no, you know, so at least it gives us a starting point and where, where I can say, okay, good, at least you know, now you need to know where the goal should be and we supplement that. Now, um, what are the steps we do? Depending on the, um, where time, a lot of times time is helpful and helps, mm -hmm. but we're active beings and we can't wait you know, to see if time helped or not helped. Mm -hmm. So we, we're interventional based practice. So mm -hmm. we do interventions and we do various interventions um, depending, you know, you may, you know, be familiar with um, the joint injections, so on and so forth. But as far as the spinal is concerned, um, there are various interventions that we can do. For example, a medial branch block, which is we inject some local anesthetic. It's usually a step towards a longer term treatment Mm -hmm. So with that pain I described before, going across the back into the butt cheek and the hip, um, typically we do what is called a lumbar medial branch block. Mm -hmm. And what that does is provide um, a test, it's a test shot, meaning the medicine lasts for a particular amount of time. So we see if that nerve is really the problem. Uh -huh. So we inject some local anesthetic there, you get some relief, um, you know, for several hours that day. Some people get more, but we're only really interested in that day. You come mm -hmm. back and let us know what percentage of your pain. For a lot of patients, they're like, hey, wow, it was great, but it didn't last. And we're like, yeah, it's not supposed to last because we, we want to know if what we did made a difference or not. Mm -hmm. So we do it again just to confirm because that is a part of um, good practice and what the insurance requires. And then after that, we do what's called a radiofrequency ablation. Mm -hmm. Now, that radiofrequency ablation is us getting rid of that nerve mm -hmm. for several months. Okay. And that is what provides long-term relief. So you can tolerate physical therapy. So you can go about your business and, um, you know, work, take mm -hmm. care of your grandkids, you know, just simply live, be able to do activities like bathe, mm -hmm. you know, um, comb your hair, things that we may take for granted and not realize that until the pain is felt, it has a significant impact on what, you know, you can do and your independence. Absolutely. So that's what we do. So I said, well, regarding the spinal cord stimulators, that, that is, there are various indications for that. For example, someone had back surgery and mm -hmm. the back surgery didn't really um, relieve the pain or made the pain worse. That mm -hmm. may be an indication um, for having a, a stimulator placed. And I can share with you uh, at some point um, the steps in terms of um, what happens before getting one placed. Right. Um, for example, when you have um, this, this is a trial in which you tried for a week, right? So you, if you if it didn't work, don't worry. You're not um, married to it. You know, you're not in it um, for right. a long time. You try for a week, and you're like, hey, we're, it didn't work. We move on and try to find something else that can help you. Or yeah. you can simply um, you come back and you're like, hey, that changed my life. Yeah. I have a veteran. He's like in his forties. Mm -hmm. um, he's a was in a Marine Corps and he is diabetic, um, and he was having. I think he had some back procedure done, and his back's been killing for a long time with his SI blocks, sacral iliac joint blocks. It helped him. He suddenly had that pain, and he, he finds it hard to walk around and get around. Mm -hmm. And we tried him on the with, with a similar trial, and he was like, "Whoa, I want a permanent no!" <laughs> and he was so excited, you know. And he he pursued. We got him a permanent put in. And his life is a whole lot better. He's not wow. wanting to come off his medicines to see. So we're, we're, we're in the process of weaning down his medicines because he wants to get off as much medicines as he can. Because, of course, um, some of these medicines do have a side effect. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, but they're, they're, the benefits are incredible. Right. So in just that moment, and we're saying that there are different steps towards getting this. So we're not just, as we started off this whole segment, no. it's not just, I have back pain, I want a stimulator. It's that they're going through different processes, right? So you right. have the whole workup, um, try to see if lifestyle changes um, work, medication, and at this point, a surgical intervention or not, I'm not sure if it's always indicated, but if you'd have had a surgical intervention and that did not work, then this is another step, right? Absolutely. Alan, so look at it, one of our vets here who was unable to continue and have a quality of life just like that. Just like that. You know, one of the um, a common thing that occurs that um, the public may not be aware of is mm-hmm. knee pain after knee replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, someone has, the, you know, they're like, hey, my knee's killing me. Osteoarthritis is looking terrible. They're like, hey, let's replace it. And they yeah. replace it. And they have a brand new joint, but they still have a knee pain, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, that's an, uh, reason, another reason to come see us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, trying to have um, pain relief without um, chronic steroid use or chronic opioid use is another reason to come see us. So a lot of patients have different reasons why they, they come, but basically, even for the surgeon's standpoint, a lot of times they want us, them, the patients to try um, interventions and different things to see if that's helpful before having the surgery. Because again, while it's fantastic nowadays and what we're doing, you know, again, that does not guarantee that you'll be 100% pain-free or it's done without any risk associated with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. This is fantastic. I'm learning a lot. (laughs) I see (laughs) patients with chronic pain who are in the middle of the night. You know, most of the time it's 4 a.m. when when I see them. (laughs) No one else is up but me. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So this is a great way to understand the different steps. And especially, I love the fact that we started off by dispelling the myth that if one is going to a pain management specialist, that means that you're just going there just for opiates and you're trying to be dependent on opiates because there are other ways to treat pain. And if someone is going to a pain management specialist or have been referred to a pain management specialist, that means that whomever is referring them would like to help that person. And this is the intervention that can bring that quality of life, just like we saw with that veteran, basically the story that you mentioned. Now, one of the things that um, we want to know, with the pain management, as a pain management specialist, we know we've often hear that patients, I've tried this, 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 and then I've come to the pain management specialist. Do you have patients who come for a, what we call acute pain, which are short-term pain that's like less than six weeks, or is it usually pain that's greater than six weeks that, that they've tried everything and then they come to you? Typically, we, per, we see patients for um, what you're referring to longer than six weeks, so a chronic um, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning because um, as I alluded to before, a lot of times the answer is time, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, you know, perhaps you should rest, elevate, you know, all the other things, put a compression, compression mm-hmm. on it and, and just give it some time to heal. And mm-hmm. sometimes that is the case. Um, so we're hoping that someone somewhere along the, the care has told them that. Mm-hmm. And by the time we've seen them, they've done all those things and have had no relief. Um, or, you know, or perhaps this needs a little more time, um, mm-hmm. but they have things to do and we're there to at least um, help that process along. 
you know, you know, um, so that is what we do. You know, uh, let, let me just um, come back to a, a point I, I don't want to forget. Absolutely. What do you do with someone who is opioid dependent but is actually in pain? Mm -hmm. That is the, the conundrum, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. the person who is actually hurting, but mm -hmm. you know that they're, you know, you know, not the best circumstance. They have issues with um, dependency mm -hmm. on opioids, right? Mm -hmm. And that is, again, where um, someone like myself comes in because, again, we have to figure out how to treat that person um, fairly, but mm -hmm. still bear in mind that there is a tipping point um, that we have to address. And that's a tough part, like you said, mm -hmm. because sometimes you get that 4 a.m. call and you're like, wait, you wait until 4 a.m. on a Saturday to come see me or Sunday to come see me, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, you know, and there's always something behind it. Now that, you know, there are varying degrees of difficulty and your chronic pain management um, doctor, uh, like myself, that's what we specialize in, especially at the Pain Relief Center of Georgia. That's mm -hmm. what we do. Uh, one of the things that um, the staff, I sure staff is that we take care of difficult patients, Absolutely. difficult situations. The, the primary doctors tried all they can. Mm -hmm. um, they're exhausted, they're, they're, they're knowledge base, or they're frustrated, uh, or whatever it is. Usually it's an exhaustion, you know, like, hey, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I've used up all the things in my arsenal. Exactly. Well, what else is there to do? You know what I mean? And we're like, hey, you have a tough, tough patient, tough situation. That's what we do. Um, mm -hmm. The difficult person who you're trying to figure out what is going on, that's where we come in. Because like, like I said, there are, there are people who have gone through a lot, mm -hmm. you know, um, and one of the main things that um, we, we see, um, and I keep alluded to it, is sexual trauma. Um, you know, and PTSD, um, how do you deal with that? It's multifactorial. And, you know, we may have to get psych involved. We may have to get social work involved. Mm -hmm. We have to get all these other um, healthcare providers or um, allied um, persons involved to take care of the person as best as we can. So those are the things um, I, I just wanted to say before I forgot. Absolutely. No, that was very important. Very, very, mm. very important because it is a challenge. And I know like, you know, our this information is for our patients. And also I know that we have our providers who are out there. Um, some of right. our docs of, you know, some of us who are working in the ER 2, 3 a.m. We are at like a a little bit of a conundrum you're right yeah. because you might see that especially when we are looking up on um the pd and p pmpd or you know to check to see yeah. if this patient has just received opiates and you saw that like three days ago they just got this huge um prescription right. Right? um i think it's our pmp and um but uh, at that point uh, you know they might have just had a an acute issue that's causing the pain now right. you know you don't want to be someone that's contributing to the dependence but at the same time you know the patient needs help um right. so yes <laughs> you know that's where we go in and that's where we seek the help that's when we say that we've exhausted all effort that's the er version the right. <laughs> our family medicine and our internal medicine primary care doctors have tried everything and you know that's when we seek the help of our colleague you know our pain management specialists to really help to guide us at that balance to helping the patient but not harming the patient at the same time right? absolutely because you have some patients who they recognize that they're dependent and they really do not want 
to go down that path again. They've just brought themselves off. They've worked so hard at getting rid of this urge right. to have these narcotics. And, you know, there are so many weeks or months or so on off. And so that's when we seek the guidance to ensure we do the best for the patient also who is trying their best. So this is, that's a pretty important point. Absolutely. And, and for many of us who are in pain management, we do um, medicine-assisted um, treatment also. Mm. Um, you know, things like Suboxone, buprenorphine-based products um, mm. to help with um, the dependency um, mm. that some of these patients may have. And a part of our paperwork is to share that, hey, you know that no one else can give you um, narcotics. And that's an agreement that, you know, that no one else gives you narcotics but, um, but us. So, mm. you know, whenever they come to the ER, they already know that the ER knows that. And if it's not an acute thing, then they need to come and see us or reach out to us, um, you know. But again, that disease process is something that requires a level of expertise and more than just um, giving one medicine, you need to have other um, like um, care providers that we, we refer to, like um, psychiatrists, mm -hmm. um, social workers, so on and so forth. And to address hopefully the root cause of some of these problems that um, unfortunately many people are dealing with. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. So much info in packed, jam-packed in this interview. We have learned how what a pain management specialist is. We've learned what an anesthesiologist does. We've learned the different types of pain. We've learned how the different types of pain is treated. And we've also learned about how there's a holistic and a multidisciplinary approach to treating pain because all pain are not only physical, there's also an emotional component to some of the pain that some of our patients have. And we've also learned like some of the steps before you enter to that invasive or getting that stimulator. Mm, let's try some of those things before. And we also most importantly learned because our cousin has the same back pain, it might not be the same pain and it might not come from Absolutely. the same cause, right? So what's the thing about it is that your treatment plan is individualized and that's important for you to know. You have an individualized treatment plan so you don't worry about your cousin or your auntie or your or Ray Ray. That's okay. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we do, we do. Absolutely. We, we spend a lot of time on education. <clears throat> the, the most of our time um, is spent between the physical examination and explaining what we found, um, you know, and explaining a lot of times what mm. other people were, were trying to do for, you know, for, for them or why we think what we have to offer will be uh, beneficial. Mm. And um, a lot of times for some patients, the first step is like, you know, we need to get, you know, this may this come earlier, but just like you said, it's an individual thing. And um, absolutely, if you're, you need to get with a physician who spends the time to examine you, listen to you, mm -hmm. and come up with a plan that you're able to understand. Yes. When you, and that's one of the things that we have been emphasizing on this, right? If you have a physician who is upset that you're asking questions, maybe that's not the person for you, right? right. To find someone, when you leave that office, you should feel empowered. If you do not right. understand what's going on, you should be able to ask and you should not be afraid to ask. We have, we provide a lot of info here on your caring docs. If you want to look up some stuff afterwards, yes, but you should never be afraid to contact or talk with your physician. Alrighty, with that, we found out about all the stuff that Dr. Allen, what kind? of all the stuff that Dr. Allen does. It's just a part of what he does when he's 
taking care of all our patients or all our people out there, all you folks in the GA who are having pain. But what we want to know, when Dr. Allen is not doing all of this stuff, what is he doing to relax? So what do you do to relax? <laughs> Have you ever heard of that word, Dr. Allen? <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Are you familiar with that word? <laughs> No, absolutely. No, we do. And um, we, um, I think that's crucial, you know, as uh, physicians, you know, we tend to keep going. We're trying to, you know, help our patients the best that we can. You know, we exhaust ourselves trying to find, you know, there's a particular case that's going on. We've got to research and find out how we can make this person's lives better. And we end up sometimes neglecting our own well-being and mental health. For me, yeah, I do a couple of things, you know. Um, I One, I garden because I'm a country guy. You know, so I like my uh, my gardening. Um, I spend a lot of times with my family and my, my kids. Uh, we, you know, ride, um, do a lot of riding. Um, you know, my kids are into a little golf right now. So that's seeding place with balls everywhere, kind of knocking them into the bushes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, spending time with family, um, gardening, riding, you know, are the main things that we currently do, um, you know, with, with the family. Absolutely. And it brings us all and centers us so we can take great right. care of you all, the public. Absolutely. So that Absolutely. helps. Now that we found out all of this great stuff about you, Dr. Allen, most importantly, where can we find you? So we know that you are the medical director, CEO, founder of the Pain Relief Center of Georgia. So the good things that we know is in Georgia, but where can we find you? <laughs> Absolutely. We're located in the metro Atlanta area. So mm -hmm. our, our, you know, post office address is 101 Yorktown Drive, Suite 211 in Fayetteville, Georgia. So we're located in Fayetteville, Georgia. And we mm -hmm. have patients who come from all around to come see us. Um, you know, um, thank you. thankfully, we're like a family-based practice, meaning that, you know, I see you, you bring your children, you bring your mom, you bring someone else. Uh, we have a lot of those relationships and that's um, our main um, referral sources, like our patients. Um, they bring their loved ones, they send their relatives to come see us. So we, we see generations of family members, but we're located in Fayetteville, Georgia, mm -hmm. um, you know, which is just a little bit below the airport, um, the Atlanta airport. Okay. Can we find you online? Absolutely. Um, there are a couple of places that you can find us. Well, one is our website, um, www.tprcog.com. That's www.tprcog.com. And we're also located and on Facebook. that stands for the? Pain Relief Center of Georgia. All right. The so Pain Relief Center of Georgia. All right. So there it is. Um, okay. <laughs> that's okay. All right. I'm on the um, run name. <laughs> absolutely. Make us recognizable and, you know, People want to, you know, recognize where they get the good care from and get like, oh, I heard of that. So when mm -hmm. I wear it in public, like I go to Sam's Club or somebody, they're like, oh, my aunt comes to see you. Oh, so-and-so is coming to see you too. Oh. And I'm like, okay, thank you. So what? it's always uh, good to see. It's encouraging. It yeah. definitely knows. Because sometimes, you know, I, you know, as a physician, you don't get a lot of um, recognition for the impact you've had on their lives. And Absolutely. pain is one of those things, you know. I, I think it's perhaps that the, we're um you know or anesthesia and pain meets is where you when you relieve the pain because a lot of times anesthesia gets the most love is in obstetrics 
um, when you go to give someone the epidural, epidural for birth, <laughs> right? They're like, oh my God, I love you. Uh, yeah, you know, and the dad's like, oh, who's this guy? And the surgeon, <laughs> like, why are you touching oh. my wife's back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you love you, and they look at you like, yeah, I don't know, I just helped. Like, but okay, that's you know, appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, what that appreciation is definitely mm -hmm. a tell them. But we are also um, on Facebook, um, the Pain Relief Center of Georgia. We're on um, Facebook. Uh, my mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, I guess it's TPCROG again. So again, this the our initial TPRCOG, the Family Center of Georgia. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So we love it. We know where to find it. If you're in Georgia, let's put it like this. No one in Georgia should be in pain. Why? Absolutely because not. we have the Pain Relief Center of Georgia. We have Dr. Edie Allen, who can give you a whole multidisciplinary approach to treating Absolutely. pain, right? And you know where to find him, where the Pain Relief Center of Georgia. So I am going to thank Dr. Edie Allen for stopping by and bringing us all this great information. We learned so much today about pain and how it can be treated and also the different ways you go about treating the pain, the multidisciplinary approach that you and your office take to taking great and if not even great, excellent care of your Thank patients you. there in the thank georgia you. area so with that we are gonna thank dr Edie allen i'm dr tamara beckford with your care and doc so you can find us on facebook instagram twitter youtube linkedin we're at your care and docs that's u-r-c-a-r-i-n-g-d-o-c-s and you're gonna find all of this great information on our your care and docs website we're putting it together brand new it's gonna be great lots of info if you're the type of people who don't want to read that's okay we have it in audio on the podcast all of your podcast listeners apple spotify every five it's all there right buzzsprout on google you can listen to it that way if you would love to see the video you can see the video on our youtube channel that's your karen docs and we're going to also have the written and blog version on the website so we look forward to helping you and thank you dr Edie allen for stopping by and taking away our pain all right take care all right take care bye